Hello there again, everyone. We are on Lesson 53, where we are reviewing these five ideas. My meaningless thoughts are showing me a meaningless world. Okay, these meaningless thoughts are turning into a big pile of separate things and forms and objects, is another way to say that. Then I am upset because I see this big pile of things and forms and separate objects as my normal environment. And then it says this big pile of separate objects engenders fear. And then it reverts to God or love is not responsible for this. Love did not create a meaningless world because that would be an impossibility. And then finally it says, my thoughts are images that I have made and turned into this world. You see, all of these lessons are seamlessly tying together what I think and the objects that I see. What I think, what my thoughts are, and the images that make up the world, the things that make up the world, all of the various separate objects that make up the world. So now we need to go back and see what this is all about. These thoughts don't mean anything. This world full of pictures doesn't mean anything. It says, since fear or lack of love produced all the objects that make up in the world, the whole thing is insane. Reality's not insane, and I do have loving real thoughts as well as these insane ones. And I could, if I wanted to, see a real loving world. If I can look to my loving thoughts as my guide for seeing. See, I'm not looking through my loving thoughts right now. I'm looking through those ego thoughts, those fear-driven thoughts, and I just see basically a big mess. In fact, it says these fear-driven thoughts are upsetting because they produce a world which is chaotic, lawless, there aren't any laws. No one can feel safe living in a world where there aren't any laws and all that's chaos. Take a look around you. Does it not look quite undependable at this moment? And it says, oh, I am so glad that this big pile of forms that make up my world is not the real thing and that I don't have to see it at all if I don't value it. And I don't want to value what's insane, fear-driven, unsafe, and has no meaning. Don't you think that's a really poor choice, knowing that I have options? And then it says, a totally insane world, of course, engenders fear because it's undependable. It's like walking around on a ground where you never know when a sinkhole is going to open up underneath your feet. There are no grounds for trust. It's madness. There's no safety. There's no hope. There's only suffering as a result of believing in my illusions. Now, I'd like to get out of this mess if I could, so I can withdraw my belief that this world of madness that I see is reality because it isn't. And I want to place my trust in love instead, because reality and love are actually the same thing. And if I do this, if I decide that love is a better option than fear, 
recognizing that fear is only the absence of love, then I can live a very different kind of life. I can escape the effects of the world of fear because I'm acknowledging that it's not real and doesn't exist. It's like the monster in the closet. It's an illusion that I'm looking at coming directly from my fearful thoughts. Then it goes on to say, so how can there even be a meaningless world if God or love or source didn't create it? And that everything that's loving and real is in his mind. Well, all the real stuff is in my mind too, because source and ourselves, as we think of ourselves, are co-creators. Then why? Would I want to continue to suffer from my own insane thoughts when I have options? When the perfection of creation is where I am, it's my home. And now it asks us to remember the power of our decision and to recognize where I really live. I really live at home in the heart of love or in the heart of God, dreaming that there's a monster in the closet. So I can live with love or I can live with insanity. I have every moment to make a new choice. Hopefully we'll make that new choice soon. Then in the final lesson, it says, whatever I see reflects my thoughts. This should be an old idea that's being thoroughly ingrained by this time. It is my thoughts that tells me where I am and what I am. The fact that I see a world with suffering and loss and death shows me that I'm seeing this image or representation or the mirror, remember my favorite word, of the insane thoughts. And I have not chosen my real loving thoughts yet. I still have chosen my insane ones because up to this point, I did not really know I had options. I didn't know where they came from. I've been kind of lost. And yet, love is here. Love is sure. These images cannot prevail against him, capital H, because it's not my will for that to happen. And so my will actually is to choose love. And ultimately, I'm going to do that. And that's going to dispel the darkness, dispel the fear, make it very apparent that there's something entirely countonable and peaceful and loving and safe going on right in the very same place where this insanity seems to occur. Just like if I am a little kid and I go stand in the closet and I was afraid that there was a monster there and I see I'm in the closet, the closet is fine, it's got everything in it that it needs to have in it and there's no monster. We have the choice to see things differently. I have a choice to be like the little kid, to breathe a sigh of relief and say, oh, it's true. There really isn't a monster in here. I just made the whole thing up. Now I can go to sleep and feel safe. Same with us. Bye until tomorrow.